Hey everyone, this is our live show from Melbourne Central. I really hope you enjoy it and a big shout out to Linda who has never actually done any public speaking in her entire life. So if you enjoyed it and you thought she did a good job, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to Single Minded, where we are flipping the script on being single. I am your host, Hannah First. And I'm your co-host, Linda. I'm all ready. I've got my push-up bra and my panty liner on. <laughs> I no longer need a panty okay. liner. <laughs> so how are you feeling? I know you you haven't slept, I don't think. No, 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 I did sleep. Well, I didn't take my own advice from this week's Single Minded podcast, How to Kill Your Nerves Before a Date Without Sculling a Wine. Um, I have, in fact, had to have a G&T. <laughs> I did not practice deep breathing. I did not dance around to any disco music. I don't have an exit plan, although I thought about calling in sick at 4am <laughs> this morning. I love how you, with the deep breathing. So Linda suggests deep breathing for everything, except you've never deep breathed in your life, have I, you? I tried. I was <laughs> going to lie down. I thought, no, it's not going to work. So... The topic of today's podcast is all about how dating apps have changed dating. But I think, first of all, before I tell you how bad dating apps have been for me at the moment, I would like to know what was dating like? In the day? Back in the day, before everything, phones, internet, back when you had landlines. I didn't have a lot of experience because I met Dad at 25, but back in the day, you met people at the pub or club or at a party. You had to connect there and then swap home phone numbers. We had no mobiles, no Facebook. You couldn't text. You couldn't stalk someone on social media. You'd meet a partner through proximity, through family and friends. And um, I worked in a chemist on a Saturday when I was young for seven very long years uh, and this guy used to come in and make conversation with me every weekend on the pretense of buying brute aftershave, deodorant or soap. I mean, how much brute did one What's make? What's brute? I don't even know what that is. Well, it was the scent of the 70s. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, we ran into each other at the local pub. Oh, you're the girl from the chemist. But in my head, I was thinking, forget about him. He is not my type. You have said that so <laughs> many like times. Me. Uh, but I met his sister and she was, and he's a lifelong friend. And so her brother had an in with me, including knowing where I lived. So he used to come around to my house, knock on the door and say, oh, I've lost myself. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he used to ask me on dates and the answer was always no because he if wasn't some, my type. But he turned up to your house. I know, a bit stalkerish, huh? But if someone turned up to my house to ask me out, I would call the police, <laughs> like straight away. Anyway, he had very good persistence. Uh, we became good friends. We were romantic partners in the end for a couple of years <laughs> and he probably really wouldn't have bothered with me if there was internet dating. No, he definitely would not have bothered to turn up to your house repeatedly no. back well, I, well, I wasn't going to be the only fish in the sea if no. I was on internet dating. So that was my experience with dating. Didn't have a lot. One, resistance, two, friendship, and then three, romance. So what are the dating apps like? So as you know, I've been, I would call myself a light, casual dating app user up until recently. And I remember the exact moment that I decided I was going to give them a proper go you, I was at the movies with you and dad. Yes. 
and dad again and dad said go on Hannah you sit in the middle and I just I was sitting in the middle watching the movie and I was like this has got to change (laughs) and I remember (laughs) thinking I have to give dating apps a proper go and I'd never really given them a proper go so and what is a proper go so a proper go well in my head a proper go was I was going to respond in less than 24 hours I wasn't going to flake and I wasn't going to cancel I was going to be respectful of people's time and I was going to really turn up and be intentional. And if I wasn't interested in going on a second date, I was going to let them down kindly. But that um, (laughs) assumes that you go on any dates at all. And as you know, things really didn't go as I expected because I was really intentional. After We've done all these episodes with all these experts and I was like, I'm going to take all their advice and I'm actually going to give it a go. Uh-oh. Mm. So I wanted to take you inside a week on dating apps and yes. I've got a couple of notes because I can't remember all their names. There were so many <laughs> and I'm just using the first letter of their names. <laughs> so That's good. I'm going to start with Jay. So we actually did meet for about 30 minutes as I, you know, at Bunnings. We've already told this story. Twice. And we, <laughs> sorry, and we ended up, he was like, let's go for a date on Monday. And I was actually quite excited. And so Monday rolls around. So this is the very start. So I'm thinking he's going to, we're going to have a date on Monday. Little do I know. Oh, hey, I thought you were having a date on Monday. <laughs> I know you were so we excited. We had everything sorted. Oh, no. So I get a message from him and he says, I've had a really big weekend. Would you be interested in a quiet indoors chill catch up? And you've been single in a long time. It's basically, if you don't know what a chill indoors catch-up is. I know what that is. Yeah, you know what that is. Booty call. That was a no. The next one, I had this guy, I'm going to call him C. (laughs) We matched on Hinge and I remember writing to him first. I thought we had a lot in common. He's actually, one of his photos was succeed in business and die anyway. And I thought that was like my kind of vibe. Um, Quite nihilist, uh, nihilist. Anyway, he... I spoke to him on Hinge and then he didn't respond and then we matched on Bumble and I was like, I'm going to give this another go. So I sent him like objectively inoffensive message. Guess what happened? No response. No response. Okay, so the next one, A, um, he asked me out and then he rescheduled. Okay. And then he just flat out cancelled. Mm, cool. <laughs> and I was like, but, but you asked me out. Anyway, the next – <laughs> we were chatting and then he was like, oh, here's my number. Give me a call tonight if you're bored. And I was like, I'm doing this new that dating app bad. thing, so I'm going to give him a call. No answer. Does not call me back. <laughs> okay, the next one, D, he asks me out. Let's go for a drink this week. So <laughs> he t- gets my number, texts me, hey, it's D from Bumble. What night are you free this week? <laughs> Every night. So, <laughs> you can't, you don't, you don't say that, but yeah, free every night. So I said, I'm free Tuesday and Thursday night. Guess what happened? Liked. <laughs> no, no response. And then the last one, this is the final straw. M, we realised that we live near each other. We're both working from home and he's like, lunch. And I'm like, yes, he of course cancels lunch. But he says, are you free tonight for a drink? And I should have known that if I said yes, that he would disappear because that's what happens. So he 
asked me for a drink. I said, yeah, I'm actually – give me a half an hour. I'm free tonight. And, and then I said I was free and then he – doesn't respond for eight hours. And by the eight hour, by six pm, I was like, I was sitting on the floor of my apartment doing At a puzzle. At least you didn't put your makeup on, doing or your push-up yeah, bra. You know, all the pantaloner. No, I did have the pantaloner oh, on. So we can't. Anyway, talk about he texts me and he's like, "Oh, I'm still at work, but yeah, I'm free. I'm still keen for a drink." And I was like, no. "No way." So I said, and I probably shouldn't have done this, but I said, "I'm going to have to rain check. I've got a headache." And I shit you not, he writes back and he says, oh, I have a headache actually. And I was like, did you just retrospectively cancel on me? Like like I cancelled and you were like, no, 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 I'm going to cancel. He is shadow marketing <laughs> you, my new favourite word. I swear Linda is so obsessed with this word shadow marketing. It is That is not a dating term. <laughs> It does. It, it relates, I've heard you though. say shadow marketing five times in two well, weeks. What's right. shadow marketing? Shadow marketing is when – Typo comes up with a campaign and Smiggle copies it straight away, shadow marketing. Is that not right? I got it wrong. No, I think that's right. So apparently being available is not sexy. But anyway, what I did want to do was I wanted to try a bit of an experiment and I wanted to take some normal dating app behaviour and I want to apply it to some real life scenarios for you. Linda, so I'm actually, I've written these down. I'm going to read them out. Good. So the first scenario is you go to a restaurant and the cute waiter starts chatting to you. He says he'll be right back to take your order. Four days later, he comes back and takes your order. Mm. That's odd, you think? (laughs) A week later, your meal still hasn't arrived. You ask the cute waiter where your meal is and he says, sorry, I forgot to put the order in, but are you free next week to eat your meal instead? And then... Sounds like our waiter last (laughs) night. And then he clicks his finger and he disappears into thin air. And so the next one is you're at a bar and you've been chatting to a really interesting guy for hours. All of a sudden a girl comes up and interrupts your conversation. Her T-shirt says 22 years old looking for something casual. And then you realise you're wearing a T-shirt that says 32-year-olds looking for a relationship. And then another girl walks up and another girl walks up and they're all looking for something casual. And the guy clicks his fingers and he disappears into thin air. (laughs) And the last one I have, your boss asks to present your your strategy to him. You spend hours getting ready for the presentation. You arrive at the boardroom. 30 minutes go by and your boss still hasn't arrived. You send him an email and get an order response. Dear sender, this email address does not exist anymore. And yep. I swear someone has sent in a story where they've literally blocked you. Like you've turned up and they've blocked you, which what? is crazy. Was that the girl? Was there? Oh, no, that's a story coming up. Yes. Yes. We'll hear that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> following, as you know, following this experiment on dating apps, and look, I don't want this to be all negative, but I felt terrible. I felt mm. really awful. I'd never actually tried before. And so I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I just felt awful. And I was trying to pump you up. Because I don't like you down vibe. <laughs> I'm used to you up vibe. So um, so I've actually been digging around and trying to figure out like why does rejection hurt so much? Because I hadn't really experienced this much reject or a, a dating coach calls it micro rejections. I hadn't really experienced this much like continuously over and over. And there's actually an article. Yes. Why this experience might be so hurtful. So the article was Why Rejection Hurts So Much and What to Do About It by Guy Winch. 
So, Hannah, you can link it in the episode notes. Yeah. And I want to read something on rejection. When scientists place people in MRI machines and ask them to recall a recent rejection, they discovered something. The same areas of our brain become activated when we experience rejection as when we experience physical pain. Mm. That's why even little small rejections hurt more than we think they should because they actually elicit pain, which Mm -hmm. is probably what you've been going through. So why is our brain wired this way? Psychologists believe it all started when we were hunter-gatherers who lived in tribes. Since we couldn't survive alone, being ostracised from our tribe was basically a death sentence. And as a result, we developed an early warning mechanism to alert us when we were in danger of being kicked off the island. Don't watch that show. (laughs) By our tribe mates. And that was rejection. People who experienced rejection as more painful were more likely to change their behaviour, remain in the tribe and pass along their genes. Except that evolution didn't probably understand like we would have dating apps (laughs) where it would just be like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people possibly rejecting you off the island. But you're not alone in feeling pretty So I was like, okay, either there's something wrong with me or this is just rampant behaviour on dating apps. Fortunately, some listeners have (laughs) pumped you up with some awful stories. And I don't want to feel I don't want to say that it made me feel better because it's like some of the stories I was like, oof. So I'm gonna read a few out. So Maddie sent in I've given up on the idea of going back on the apps. All I got the whole time was no responses, or they'd tee something up and then cancel on the day. And then this is Alex. I had two guys cancel dates in a row two hours before we were due to meet. Then I've got Megan. I had plans with a guy for a dinner date and we chatted the morning of. Then maybe four hours before the date, he just never replied to my last message and I never heard from him again. This is another one. I joined the apps in Feb after a six-year relationship ended. I still have not met up with anyone. It's like an ego thing. They talk, ask you to meet up, then the few that actually said yes completely flaked or ghosted. Like all they wanted was an ego kick Mm. of getting a yes. The next one says from Victoria, no, it's not just you. People are so flaky. It's making me so despondent. No one replies. And then it's making me probably behave the same, which I actually agree with because you, you're like, why would I even try? Like as I get my time respected less and less, I respect other people's on apps less. It's bringing the whole vibe down of the apps in general. So agree with that. And then the final one, which made me feel so sad. I cannot (laughs) believe someone did this. So this girl, she matched, she'd been on a few dates with a guy. We got along really well. Life got busy. We hadn't been able to catch up for five or six weeks, but we stayed in touch and we planned to go to Sydney for a concert, which was about a week ago now. So she sent this a week after. Me being the organiser that I am, booked the tickets and accommodation because they're both Canberra-based and spoke leading up to the concert and the night before confirmed everything and expressed how excited we both were to spend time together and that I would message him when I arrived because they travelled separately from Canberra to Sydney. She checked into the hotel, had a glass of wine, put some music on and started to get ready for the evening and went to message him to let him know I'd arrived and I was blocked and deleted. That's just not possible. Yes, it is possible. Oh. It actually didn't. It actually didn't really surprise me at the time. I was like, "Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh. That sounds about right." I'm just waiting for it to happen. So, what I want to say to anybody out there with some good news stories about how you met your fabuloso partner on a dating app, please send us some positive stories. I know we need some we positive need some stories. Positive stories. Seriously. 
<laughs> we can't deny that dating apps have definitely changed dating. From my experience, it and, and from the people that have sent stories in, it may not have changed dating for the better. Research has actually shown that dating online is now more common than friends or family setting you up. But as I've discovered, the apps can be really brutal. So what we're going to do now is we're going to chat through our common gripes, not you and me, but me and single women, (laughs) our common (laughs) gripes with dating apps. And we've done a bit of research, a lot of research online, and we will suggest some ways to make it a little bit more bearable. Because I felt this was going in quite a negative direction. We'd originally <laughs> said you were going to come up with a safe word when I started ranting yes. about how much I hated dating apps. Well, what was the safe word that you suggested? Colin Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> I love Colin Farrell. <laughs> All right. Shame he so, doesn't love you back. I know. <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs> He's in the Gold Coast. But at do the you moment. like him now? He got rid of all his tats. How did he do I that? I don't mind. Are they all gone? Yeah, they're all gone. Oh, okay. I know. Mm. I'm getting my tattoo removal again, actually. Shadow marketing. Shadow marketing. <laughs> so, yes, I've noticed that people just don't make an effort to meet or chat in real life. Mm. And so every morning at my coffee shop, I'm looking at everyone, checking everyone out. No one looks at anyone. They're just on their phone until their coffee's ready. And then with their heads down, they go off to their office are people less likely to ask you out in real life now or even start up a conversation, how would you feel if someone started chatting to you in the street or in a lift? Yeah, I know because I always complain that no one one comes up to me anymore except that someone did come up to me when I was in New York quite Mm. a while ago. Because they're (laughs) a bit more bold than Australians. They are bold. They are actually. And he came up to me on the street and I, I was really rude. I was like, I was so shocked. I think he That's actually – but he actually just asked me out, like, I'd love to take you out. <gasps> I was like, what is going on? So, but, no, I did actually have when I was in Cambodia this – maybe because I wasn't interested in that guy, but a guy did run up to me in the street, like ran after me, tapped me on the shoulder and was like, do you want to come have a drink with me? But and? maybe because I was on holidays. Yeah, I went uh, and had a drink with him. So when I was recently in the local supermarket, Fruit and Veg Isle, there was a guy chatting to a girl and I could see that she was being pretty polite and friendly, but it just seemed awkward and she was definitely trying to move on. So he kept going for a few minutes, well done. And then she said, anyway, nice to meet you and took off. And he really just watched her very wistfully from behind. And I <laughs> just felt him. so sorry for him. He'd put him out. No he, wonder people don't come up to people. Right. He had put himself out there. She either wasn't interested or maybe she just got weirded out and completely rejected him and he looked perfectly <laughs> nice. Maybe you should put an ad in the paper for like these connections <laughs> and set me up with him. I should and have him grabbed I, his phone number and, and said, hey, i got Him a and I can have a meet up at the supermarket. <laughs> I love that, that idea. Was sad. So I think the solution to this is that because I think people want to be set up with people, but no one does it mm. anymore, even though that was how everyone used to do it back in the day. Mm. So I've actually told everyone yes. that I'm interested in being set up. I prefer a set up, actually. Agree. Safer. They've been vetted. Yep. But I also read something online that I thought was such a good tip because we're so used to being online and we're so used to swiping – we don't really get out of our comfort zone anymore. So, like, when we're out and about, you're just so out of practice. Like, I don't know. Like, mm. I don't know how to give sexy eyes anymore. So, anyway, I've, um, <laughs> I do, I do actually. I know. Do you want some help? <laughs> do you now? Do you? How do you do it? 
Dad's in the audience, by the way. <laughs> I don't do it to him. <laughs> Just to the guy at the supermarket. Do it in the supermarket. No, the guy at the coffee shop. Carry on. Yes, okay. The NLH. Um, so this tip I thought was really good, which was practice making eye contact. Practice making eye contact until it feels uncomfortable. So, like, this will only be a few seconds if you're out of practice. Then you smile, look away, and then look back a few seconds later. This person online said it's the real-life equivalent of swiping right. Mm, I like that. Which I liked. Mm, mm. It's been a while since we've all done that without masks on as well. (laughs) So, is there too much choice on dating apps Yes, they give you too many options, which leads to choice overload. So I read there's a word for this, and mm-hmm. you know I love an abbreviation. It's called FOBO, <laughs> fear of a better option. Yeah. So you know when you go on the Iconic and you're looking for a while and then you get absolutely exhausted after glancing at a thousand options and then you just give up. Yes. So do you think internet dating sites are like e-stores, except that you're ordering a person? When I saw you said e-stores, <laughs> I said to Ruby, I was like, is it 1999? What are they called? Like, what? What are they called? Online stores. Oh. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so dorky. Um, you are right. You are right because there was actually a experiment. It's called the JAM experiment. Mm-hmm. And it is, so having too many options isn't always a good thing because it does actually stop people from making any choice. So in the famous jam experiment. I'd never heard of it, but apparently it's famous. It found that grocery shoppers were more likely to make a purchase when presented with six jam options rather than 24 to 30. Mm, mm. Mm. And um, in that same article that I was reading, Helen Fisher, she's a biological anthropologist, anthropologist she said she suggested limiting your pool of dates to somewhere between five and nine no no that's too many that's <laughs> how many ridiculous. do you suggest well two three max two or three max yeah i'm actually doing that at the moment because what happened in that week that i tested it out i think i went a bit crazy and i was just matching with i had i put i like i had two dates in one day and they both cancelled i think me. you got on a false high as well <laughs> I just, it was too much yeah. and I think it was, and so I've met, I got all over excited. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, and I then thought, it all fell in yeah. a heap. <laughs> I fell in a heap. I was, remember you called me and I was like, I can't talk right now. I'm too depressed. No one, no, I was like, I actually thought about, I think I'm okay dying alone. I think I'm okay. <laughs> all right. I think with dating apps, another issue for me is like there seems to be less actual dates. Like there's more options but there's more actual mm, going on mm, dates. Mm. I do remember pre-dating apps because I did – I am that old now that there were – I was dating before when dating did it, When apps. did it come in? 2012 right. Tinder. No, there were was online dating but not yep. the swipe, 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 yep. swipe kind of date. That was Tinder. Yeah, there was RSVP mm. in the day. Yeah, yeah. I was never on it. <laughs> Yeah, I I have experienced where you just chat and chat and chat and you might chat for like a week or two and like who has time for that? So I've got a new um, – <laughs> I'm doing less of this though, like, you know, two, three at a time. But I start with like either – if you're on Bumble, you can voice memo. So I start with like a text and I actually got all this advice from Audrey Claire who was the dating coach. So text first, then upgrade to a voice memo or a phone call. And if you feel like there's a connection – I will ask them out if they Mm. haven't already. Like want to get a coffee this weekend, never dinner, just something cash to do a vibe check. Always a vibe check 
for the first date. And if they flake, if they cancel, if they don't respond, like just move on. I think the most important thing is to make sure that you don't flake, be willing and show up is my advice. No more flaky. No more (laughs) flaky. I used to be so flaky and I feel really bad now. Like I think that's also why I felt really bad because I was like, did I make someone else feel like this? Like, and they're just all these memories of all these dates I went on or flaked on. So you've got some research on apps damaging your self-esteem. Yeah. So after the week that I had, I had a look into some of the research. So there is research that suggests that dating apps do affect our self-esteem. A 2018 study at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology indicated that online dating specifically picture-based dating apps can lower self-esteem and increase the odds of depression. And in a 2016 study, um, this was at the University of North Texas, they found that regardless of gender, Tinder Tinder users reported less psychosocial well-being and more indicators of body dissatisfaction than non-users. I think that's because you're being... I mean, you've, uh, you're being, it's not you, like you're not there interacting with them, they're getting to know who you are. It's really like what you look like, Well, what your height is. You are screening, and I know you do do this, based on looks, sometimes height. I mean, really, a job, you're sort of assessing. A you're not saying me, you're saying generally. Some, I feel like you're talking well, you, to me right now. I feel like you told me that the four on the go were all six foot plus. I mean, no, come, I don't come think on. so. No, you're assessing a potential date. Don't tell people that. <laughs> oh, mate. No, that was just by chance, I'm sure. <laughs> I did say I think I'm choosing the wrong guys because yeah. they're all between 30 and 35. They're all pretty good looking. And well, you're, you're limiting. The data is yeah, limited. So, um, <laughs> so when you're rejected online and the person has never be- met you, your self-esteem is going to be shot because they're forming an impression of you based on an app or screen rather than you know, having that live connection. So it's Mm. even more hurtful. Mm, Mm. It is. It certainly is. (laughs) So your solution? Yeah, so I do have a couple of – well, I think this is the hardest one because there isn't really a solution because it is part of online dating. Like rejection will um, affect your self-esteem. So there's a couple of things that I've done. It's really like practising bouncing back. So I will usually like take a break from dating apps, 24 hours, 48 hours, take a break – and wait for it kind of to pass before going back on, not just like continuously um, being rejected. <laughs> so you'll also need to put – this is not making me sound very good, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing is putting boundaries in place and boundaries with your dating app use. Definitely like I do 30 minutes at night, like maybe 10 minutes in the morning, but I don't – I'm not on there constantly taking a break, less matches. And I also have to remind myself it's not about me because I used to be like that. Like I used to be the mm. person that was like, oh, I can't be bothered. Oh, I'm tired. I literally. It's, yeah, you just. I, it, it was nothing. It had nothing to do with them. It was all about me. And also because like I wasn't even looking to date. Properly. Not mm. properly. You're not. No now intent. I've, now I've learnt my lesson and I won't do that again. <laughs> Don't want to bring any bad karma into my life. So my favourite word, ghosting and bad behaviour online. I'm yeah, sure you've so got this a few is things the, to this say. Is like, this is definitely the thing that I've noticed the most online. And, I, and with those examples of if the behaviour that happens online was happening 
in real life, you would think we were living in in some dystopian universe. Like it's really like it's like it defies the laws of socially acceptable behaviour. I think mm. some of the behaviour. Like what about that girl that turns up to Sydney at the hotel and he not only does he say. Oh, I've got gastro. Like nothing. Like no, <laughs> no excuses. Just block her. That Just is block her completely. But that's that happens. Which I've heard quite a few people saying that they'll just get blocked. And then you're like, what happened? That happened to you, or you, you usually get a cancellation. <laughs> Has that happened to me where they've just blocked me? No. I don't think so. Nothing that not that extreme. They do they like you, I guess they'll unmatch you maybe if it's not going anywhere. Anyway, so I had a look into the bad behaviour online and it's actually called the online disinhibition effect, where people act differently online than in mm. person. So the research has shown that people act differently online than in person, which likely contributes to potentially hurtful behaviours like ghosting and things like breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing? Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I've missed that. Where was that? Do you, know who bread, do you, that? Know, do you know who breadcrumbs me a lot? What? The zombie. What, what is that? Do you know that? what the zombie is? So zombieing is ghosting, but they come back to life. They die and come back to life. But what's breadcrumbing? So they'll like message you every now and then just to like pique your interest and then they'll just disappear. Right. And then they'll come back. Okay. But they never actually want to see you right. and get to know you and date you and, lo- and love you. <laughs> it's check-in to see that you're still there for their own ego. I th- yeah, I think mm, so. Mm. Yeah. So what's the answer? So I came up with this you today. Just, you just, I was going to ask you, so oh, what's the answer? Okay. She's getting you very ask. confused now. <laughs> so Linda, what's the answer? So I have this brainwave today and I think parents of single adults need to have a dating app. Yes. Um, and I did Google it. It doesn't exist. Because last week I have we come had up to, with this. Wait, so I just wanted to give some context to people that last week I said, I want to create a dating app where if you ghost, cancel, don't respond, you get kicked off. Like, nah, you're off. No, nah, this is no, for parents. <laughs> so there's a, a photo of the parent and maybe the child or Wait, the adult child. Sorry, what? It's a, a photo of the parent. We're connecting for our children. So so the parents have photos of themselves. Yeah, with their, you, maybe with the kid. Come on. The parent, you swipe right or left on No, parents. the parents connect first in a respectful manner. So then we might meet for coffee. Um, but then I didn't think it through because, you know, it could <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like an arranged marriage, yeah, but anyway. Yeah. So we go for coffee. We see if we think you guys are going to align. Yes. And then we organise for the kids to go on a date. So I would prefer that because I do trust your judgment. So if your parent arranged it, you are less likely to flake and you might, or the whoever's badly behaved might be better behaved. Yeah, because their mum will get annoyed at them. Okay, so it's a new <laughs> idea of matchmaking. Okay. I, I, I think d- you could do, sell that. I do. I do really like it. I'll give that to you for free. Yeah, okay. So while you're going to develop your new dating app, I'm not developing. Okay. It. You're, you're going to giving it away for free on this podcast. <laughs> what would you call it? Did you come up with a name? No, it just just hit me today in the courtyard. Mummy, <laughs> mummies, boys and girls. <laughs> Don't know. I always say that I'd love to meet a mummy's boy. I'd love that. I would love us to go on double dates, like you, me, him and his mum. But, but just going Is back, that weird? You, you did have a woman who liked you on uh, a podcast who contacted she did, you she and did. said She did. She set me out with her son. With her son. And what happened to that? <gasps> yeah, there was, um, there was no chemistry. Oh. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> 
Am I the problem? I don't know. Yes. I feel yes. like I feel like I'm not the problem. But anyway. So I do have some thoughts that don't involve creating a whole new dating app because we have <laughs> enough dating apps, I think. People always complain that dating apps have ruined dating. I don't think dating apps are the problem. I think we're the problem. Because dating apps are simply an introduction tool. Remember when Audrey Claire, the dating coach, she yep. said dating apps are just an introduction tool. And so if your best friend set you up with her brother, would you ghost him? No, because your best friend might be like, you're an asshole. Like you wouldn't do that. And so if you think about dating apps as an introduction tool and a way to be introduced to someone, well, I feel like the normal rules of, you know, social behaviour should apply in that case. And I need to take my own advice Like, I have not done this. So I just think if everyone continues to treat each other like we're disposable, like we're just matches, we're not humans with feelings, this vicious cycle will continue because I think that when all of that happened in that week where I was getting ghosted and cancelled and whatever else, I was like, well, I'm not going to be responsive then. And then I wait three days to respond to someone just because I'm annoyed. And so Mm. that's just this vicious cycle continues to perpetuate because – we're all treating each other really bad. Well, we're just not treating each other like humans with feelings. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that should be the new mission of this podcast. I think that's our new mission here. So I've got a new slogan for us. Yes. So welcome to Single Minded where we are normalising actually showing up on dates. I'm your host, Hannah First. And oh, no, 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 don't make me do that oh my again. God. I can't stand saying that. So thank you. I also want to say thank you because this event, you've given me a new skill called Google Docs. Oh, my God. And Just wait. um, So I – My whole life has changed as of today. I started typing up our notes in Google Docs. So I I share you the Google Docs. So I get sent back the notes in – I copied it and pasted it. Microsoft Word. So she sends it back. Then I have to copy and paste it back into Google Docs and then you copied it back oh, into Word. I had no idea. Anyway, I showed you Brilliant. how to use Google Docs. Look at all this. Brilliant. <laughs> and you can work on it at the same time. She actually, she saw my name in there. She's like, hold on, what's going on? Ah, oh, the future. Anyway, that's it from us. Thank you so much, Melbourne Central, for having us. This was fun. It was fun in the end. Okay. <laughs> you did say before we came on you would never do this again. I don't think I'd do it Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for coming. Thank you. Bye. See you next Bye. week. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.